All right, guys, back with the greatest show on earth. And as we always do when we get started, we want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Vital Nine. They are the technical bags designed and built to withstand everyday use. If you carry around a lot of stuff like a wallet, a phone, maybe another phone for your other job like I do, one of these bags is definitely essential, especially if you go on a lot of trips, things like that. Um, you carry a lot of different things with a lot of different spaces, guys. And they make you look kind of neat, not like a total nerd. So uh, check them out, guys. Vital9, that's V-I-T-A-L, the number 9-I-N-E on Instagram. Their website is also vital9.com. That's V-I-T-A-L, the number 9-I-N-E.com. Check them out, guys. Use promo code BONES at checkout to get 25% off your first order. Again, that's BONES, so B-O-N-E-S, at checkout to get 25% off. So today, guys, we have an awesome guest. She is a production assistant in the film industry. No, not the porn industry, but just the film industry in general. So we have Amy Seanland on the podcast. How you doing, girl? Good. Thank you for having me. So how's your rainy day going so far? It's been good. Kind of just been chilling at the house and uh, really been super unproductive. You like the rain? I don't like the rain. Really? It's kind of it just bums me out. I can't do shit outside. Yeah, but we need it, man. No, we don't. We're not that droughty. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, we are. I mean, I do agree. Like it does kind of like, you know, get me in the depressed mood, but you know, I kind of like it. It just gets you in the mood to like watch movies and stuff, but like, yeah. <laughs> I can't do activities outside, and that's what bums me out. Yeah, that's I mean, that bums if me you out. like have a day to do absolutely nothing and want to watch movies or whatever, then that's like I'm fine with it. But when you're out and about, like it totally sucks. What's your oh, What's your go to rainy day schedule like? You don't have work, so what's your empty rainy day schedule look like? Um, drinking coffee, watching a movie, maybe. What I know it's kind of like lame. Gosh, I felt like that was like so anticlimactic of what I would do on a rainy day. Well, no one's thinking you're like <laughs> gonna go do cocaine somewhere, do some crazy shit. Like, yeah. So um, honestly, like sleeping in. If it's raining, like um, I'll go to the gym instead of hiking. I guess. Okay. And then come back and watch a classic movie. A classic movie. Classic. Classic movie. is what to you though. Oh my good old funny Like what's a movie. classic to you? I love you, man. That's a classic movie. What movie? I love you, man. With Jim Carrey? Wait, no, with um, Oh Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. Yes, see? Jason Segel. That's Siegel. a okay. Jason Segel. That's, That's a classic. That's pretty good. That's not a classic. That's like 2010, but like it's a good movie. I like okay, it. It's pretty funny. It is really I like funny. Paul Rudd. That motherfucker doesn't age too. Dude. I know. Shit. I was just thinking that yesterday. How do you like working in film? I honestly love it. Okay. Um, it definitely has its ups and downs for sure, but um, mostly up, so that's cool. Um, I really like that you don't have to like stick to one thing, like doing the same shit every single day. Like I just can't do that. So it's definitely been fun, like working on different sets and um, meeting a bunch of people. So we were talking earlier. You said you're a, a PA, which stands for. Production, like production assistant, assistant yeah. but you're also a freelancer so what do you mean by a freelancer like you kind of pick your gigs that you want or they send you stuff and they're like hey do you want to work on this and then you go take it no pretty much like you have to hustle for your own work like after you work on a certain gig like you just have to make your contacts and bug them and be like hey like i'm not working right now like do you have anything lined up do you know anyone and it's kind of just like word of mouth kind of thing so um, Within the industry, though, right? Like, I can't just go on, like, Craigslist and, like, go get a job like that, can I? I mean, you could... They have a lot of stuff, like, on, like, LinkedIn and stuff that you can do. Um, like, 
you know, they're always kind of looking for PA stuff, but I feel like it's harder to do it that way. You definitely want to do it with like, um, I don't know, get connections. I feel like you'll get a job quicker that way as opposed to just like applying on Craigslist. So a little bit from the get go is kind of like you maybe trying to kiss a little bit of ass to the people that are on the set just to, because they, if they like you enough, they can bring you back on for right. whatever they're going to work in the future. Right? Yeah, honestly, okay. like it's you just show up on time, don't complain and they will pretty much like you because a lot of people in that industry like are super late and kind of just bail. So, um yeah. Now, like, when you say uh, people in the industry, are you talking about like the main people that do the production or who would be in terms of like super late? What do you mean? So you said super late, like who's super late, like the director oh, and like, stuff? Or? Well, if they're the director, they, they honestly can do whatever they want. But like, really? Yeah, Shit. pretty much. Okay. Yeah. If you're like it's kind of above, a dick move, right? If you're like above the line, like you kind of do like whatever. But um, like if you're a PA mm-hmm. or like anyone like, up below the line um, is it bitch work dude like is it, is it a lot it's of like, work. like go get like, me coffee it go is get this. okay so uh, <laughs> that's I know. what i thought it was but i wasn't sure because I, I remember someone telling me like it's kind of just like you got to get everyone's shit for them kind of thing honestly like being a pa like it is sad to say but you kind of are the bitch of the set but like there's definitely like a couple um like ranks of like what pa there's like different like there's first team which like handles like the cast and like uh, making sure they're like in hair and wardrobe and then there's just like other pas that like pretty much like have to tell like other crew members to stop talking because we're rolling or get like cast food and stuff so i mean it is kind of bitch work but you can definitely like I don't know. There's a lot of payoff, I guess, because you can like move up and like you can kind of observe like other departments if you wanted to, like kind of not be in the um, like AD world, you know? What's so, AD? So AD is stand for or stands for assistant director, which essentially I am like working towards. Um, so is that the way it goes up? It goes from like production assistant to assistant director, and then eventually. Like, what's the, I guess, what's the line that you go up? The line for that, I mean, you can become an AD and then also a director, but they kind of, like, steer you away from that. And what I mean by that is, like, if you, like, being an assistant director and a director are two completely different things. And a lot of people think, like, being an assistant director is the director's assistant, which I'm sure that just sounded so confusing. But, like... I would have guessed as well. (laughs) (laughs) Like, being an assistant director, so it goes PA, production assistant, and then the second, second AD, and then um, key second AD first ad and then the director okay so it's kind of like a lot and it's kind of confusing and they all have like a really important role and they're pretty much the glue that like holds everything together in production so like on set on set so we we have to do everyone's time cards like we're like the safety of production we are the glue like the ad department and so um pretty much like what an ad does which again like i want to do um I want to actually like be specifically a first AD. So you're pretty much side by side by like the director of photography and the um, director. And you're they're going to be like doing like creative decisions while the first AD puts it in place. So like the director can be like, oh, like I want um, the background to be this color and this and that. So the, they tell the first AD, the first AD gets a hold of the art department or like the appropriate department for what like the 
DP and the director want. So they're kind of like the voice of the set. And a lot of people think that, um, and this is like a common mistake that I always feel like I've done, is mistake the first AD for the director because you constantly hear the first AD. You don't really like hear the director. Like oh. sometimes you hear like action and stuff, but not really. So my question to you is, you seem to like it a lot, right? Now for someone who... Like the reason you like it is because you can get to kind of pick your schedule, right? You get to pick like mm-hmm. your jobs you want, so it's kind of fun in that aspect. But in terms of like you just explain how it's kind of like bitch work, what would be <laughs> what would be the fun in that? Or is it the environment you're in? Like, what would you say outside of you know being able to pick your own schedule is like the most fun part of working um, as a production assistant? Um, every single day is so different, and like everyone you meet is so cool like for the most part and like I think that for me like being in an environment where we're doing something different every day and like it's fun you know what I mean like a lot of the stuff that I worked on like has been so much fun like meeting like different cast members and like so although like it has its ups and downs like you know the bitch work and getting coffee like for me like I would rather do that and like instead of like I don't know doing HR reports all day, like, stuck in an office, hating my life, you know, because you get, like, um, free food when you're working, and you get a lot of cool perks and stuff, and, like, I don't know, it's just fun, like, most of the time. I mean, it is stressful, but it's pretty fun, so. So what are some projects you've worked on now that they've wrapped? I know you posted one um, recently, but outside of that, what are some other ones in the past that you used, that you worked on that you can talk about now? Yeah, so I worked on Cheaper by the Dozen, They've, the OG one? No, not the OG oh, one. Oh, I was like, no, I bro, you were like three one. when that is. <laughs> <laughs> the one with like Martin Sheen? And she- no, 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 what's I his know. name? That was an interesting experience. Um, Wait, they made a new one? They're making a new one with oh, Zach Oh, they are Braff. making a new yeah, one. Yeah, Zach ah, Braff. Is it a show or a movie? It's a movie. Got it. Yeah, so it's um, that one's a fun one that I worked on. The very first project that I've ever worked on is called The After Party. It's coming to Apple TV in uh, January 28th. So definitely check it out. That was so fun. Um, I met Alana Glazer. She was super chill. Um, can't really think of any like of the cast members at this time now. But uh, yeah, so I worked on that. That's a um, half hour comedy show. And then I worked on Cheaper by the Dozen. Um, and then I worked on another movie called How the Bitch Sold Christmas, which was super fun. That's probably the one you saw. And then right now I'm working on a network TV show until next April. So yeah, that one. So you're booked until April. Booked or can, until... or do you, or are you going to take side gigs too? I mean, sometimes on the weekends, someone will be like, Hey, like, do you want to bartend? Or we need a PA for like a commercial. So normally if I'm not doing anything, I'll do it. Um, with this schedule because I'm only working 10 hours but like normally like I'm working like 12 16 hour days so just like depends like on this specific show I will pick up side gigs because it's not all every day I mean it is every day but like 10 hours to me is not like 16 hours so I feel like how many days a week do you work doing this five days a week okay so it's like Monday through Friday or is it a different schedule okay like certain productions I've worked on um we did a Tuesday through Saturday schedule, which was, I liked it a lot, but this is just Monday through Friday. Okay. And then, so once this is done, let's say that, do you plan on going to another network television show? Do you just, or are you really just going to play it by ear? 
honestly, as soon as I like this show ends, I'm gonna just hit up everyone and be like, "Hey guys, me again, looking for work." I mean, I would love to stay in the network area. Like, it's probably like the best gig, um, steady hours, like all of that. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it lands me. You know. How long have you been doing this? About over a year now. Oh, so it's pretty new to you. It's pretty new to me. Okay. Yeah. So what were you doing before? So before that, I was in uh, working in HR, and I hated it. It was so bad. I hated it so much. Like, you watched The Office. Were you like the head of HR? I definitely was not the head of HR. I was an HR coordinator, um, and I'm sure if you've seen The Office, like Toby, how everyone like hates him, like that is an actual representation of like how people <laughs> feel about me. Like when you're in that just position. Just in general? No, no when kidding. you're in like that, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Um, <laughs> when you're working in that kind of position. Um, everyone just hates HR. Everyone hates HR. I mean, gosh, like I should. I th- how long did you work that job? I worked in it and it, um, like a year and three months. So you give it some time before you decide. Like three months into it, I was like, I can't do it. Everyone no, you said a year and three months, right? Yeah, but okay. like three months into it, oh, I was you like, already Dude, over it. Fuck this! I do not want to like do this anymore. But like, I had just graduated college, and um, I don't know. I was like, well, maybe I should just like. Everyone kept telling me like, wait like six months, like wait a year. So I did, and I'm like, you know, this fucking sucks. Still, like, I could not do it. So. I um, ended up actually taking a leave of absence from work, which because like literally it was like right when the pandemic hit. So everything was shut down, like even like the entertainment industry, like all the studios were closed and stuff. Um, So thankfully, like I was able to go on a leave of absence and then I kind of just got a random call like, hey, like, can you work tomorrow? And for this production, like this is this that's what it's going to be and i ended up taking it so. were you working the production at the same time you were doing the hr stuff mm-hmm. no okay yeah so like i took my leave of absence in july and then i got offered to work um in october so i like took some time off and then so what made you want to take a leave from work um i was really just not in a good state of mind like i was so depressed like a lot of different things were going on in my life at that time and like when you like just don't like your job and a lot of people kind of have like a conflicting um I don't know answer to like this but like for me like I hated it so much like it was really draining my mental health like so bad and I already like suffer really bad from like mainly anxiety I mean I have depression as well but like I was just like having anxiety attacks every single day like I didn't want to like you know pursue hr anymore and it's like i just got done like you know like six years in college or whatever like getting my degree and i just like felt so lost so like um i don't know i kind of just wanted to take some time to figure out like what i really wanted to do because i didn't want to like stay depressed you know and like i was going through a bad breakup and it was just like a mess so i felt like i just needed to like take this leave and figure out what the fuck i'm gonna do you know so that's at that time is when you figured out the productions what you wanted to do or you just kind of went into that well i was exploring different options i um like my family they work in the entertainment industry so like i've kind of like always had an interest going in that direction but like 
it wasn't like I took the leave of absence. I'm like, I'm going to work in production. Like I explored different options of like maybe going back to school and like maybe like going and get my esthetician license or like um, my parents work up in Big Bear. So I was thinking, I'm like, should I move up to Big Bear? Like I really like, yeah, I didn't um, figure it out until like honestly one day I was watching TV and this girl called me and she's like, hey, like I know your dad, like um, his friend like passed me your resume. Like, are you interested in working in production? Like, can you start tomorrow? And she's like, unfortunately, like this is how production is. Like, it's kind of like yes or no right away. So um, thankfully, like I took that. I was like, well, I hope it works out kind of thing. And then um, working that first project, I was like, you know, I think I really want to do this. And then I just been like getting different calls, like working on different stuff. And then, um, you know, I'm like, you know, what? I really want to pursue this. So I started working ever since. So what made you want to um, go to high school? What made you want to go to college? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I just always wanted to get my degree. My just in general? In general. Like, and my mom was very like gun ho Like, you need to go and get your degree. Like, you have to... Um, you're not going to get a good job unless you have it. And so, you know, it was like really instilled of like, you go to school, you get your nine to five job, like you work, you know, you're, you're supposed to be like married by this time. And so, um, that's essentially like why I wanted to go to school. But I mean, I guess like in the end, like I, and I just really like learning. Um, I had a really good time in school. Um, but yeah, so it was kind of like a push from my parents. And then when I was in it, I was like, fuck it like I'm gonna get my degree I'm gonna you know be an HR and yeah so so what do you think made you get so um lost at the end of the day then you went to seemed like you had some what of a structure right whether that's because of your parents or not um you went to school you got it done while you were in school you were enjoying it so what made you hit a wall where you got out of school and then you just felt almost like you didn't know what to do with your life anymore well I felt like work like when you're in school studying a subject it's like obviously like so different from like actually doing it and like for me like I'm very like talkative like open spirit like you know like before like while I was going to school I was bartending and I really like that aspect of like talking to like other people and stuff and so when you're working in HR it was just such like a, a shock to me because I'm like okay I was bartending three four days a week making bank only like maybe a couple out not a couple hours but like significantly less than like working full-time and then like when I was in HR like I couldn't have any of my tattoos showing like I had to take out all my piercings like I felt like I was turning into someone who I wasn't and I couldn't express myself and like I really struggled with the idea of like having to um you know like fire people all the time and like I don't know it just didn't sit right with me especially like I mentioned to you before like I couldn't even have like an ear piercing like I took out all my piercings and I just like for me I I don't know that didn't resonate with me you know so what made you want to go into HR when you went to school in the first place so (laughs) I know um my grandpa he um he was in labor relations. He was actually vice president of labor relations for Paramount Studios. Mm-hmm. And so I always was like, okay, like I'm going to work in the entertainment industry, but 
I'm going to work in labor relations like my grandpa, you know, because he was very like, you need to go to school, you need to get your degree, like you can do like what I did. And so, you know, like I really, he really inspired me because he was like a really great professional leader in that industry. Like he's a legend pretty much. Um, So I kind of like thought I would kind of go down that route. And that's essentially like why I got my degree in like business law um, and business management. Um, and then I started working in HR because like they can kind of overlap. Like you can, like if I wanted to go in labor relations, I can start in HR and kind of cross over just to get like experience. And then when I started working and I was like, oh, I don't like that. So that's kind of why I'm like, okay, like everything that I thought that this is what I wanted to do ever since graduating college is like completely not what I want to do. So I kind of like, not like an identity crisis, but I'm like, I don't know. And I don't feel like I wasted my degree, even though like, I know right now, like I'm not like technically using it. Do you need a degree to be in uh, in production? No? No, okay. I don't. Yeah. You don't. But um, a lot of people do. But you definitely don't need to. It's just like word of mouth kind of thing. But so I thought that's like essentially like what I wanted to do. Um, and that's like why I wanted to do HR in the beginning. Okay. And so what, um, you said, you talked a little bit about having like anxiety and and everything like that. Where do you, do you think that started young? Like how has that affected you kind of going through all these different right avenues, right? Essentially you went to school, you got out, you did HR, you hated it. And then now you're doing production. How has anxiety affected that throughout your years? Um, well, For people who don't have it, explain what it feels like. Because I don't think a lot of people have an understanding of what it... I I don't, because I don't really get it. And not to be like rude or anything. I just right. don't understand yeah, what it feels no, like okay. to feel like... To get that feeling. Like anxious right? all yeah. the time? Um, okay, so for me, like anxiety can be the littlest things. Like if I'm going in a car with people, I'm going to be ordering Starbucks and like I'm about to order, like... I just get really nervous like I get um like my hands get really sweaty I feel like I can't breathe and that's just like a small like example of like the insignificant like you know just doing like a simple task like going to like the store or like you know being around people like I don't know it comes and goes because like it's something that I've been dealing with for a really long time like I've been dealing with this since high school um so it's it could be like anxious about plans that day or it could be anxious about like for me like I could just never stop thinking like I'm always thinking about like what I'm going to be doing in five years and 10 years like I'm always just like my mind is constantly running I'm like so anxious about it all the time so I don't know if that's maybe a good way to explain anxiety like sorry for all different for everybody right so yeah, I guess, like, for me, that's, like, how, um, like, anxiety is for me, you know? So when you talked about being a little bit depressed, what put you in that state, I guess? Well, my family, they have mental illnesses on both sides. And your um, mom and dad? My mom and dad. Yeah, my sisters have um, some mental illnesses as well. So it kind of runs in the family. And... I thought it was just kind of a phase when I was in high school. Like, oh, you know, my mom was like, you're just listening to really emo, depressing music. Like, no wonder you're depressed. 
So I kind of just was always like gaslit in a way. Okay. Because like, you know, my family's like, oh, no, you're fine. But like, you know, my mom, she suffers from um, depression. And then, yeah. But anyways, um, I ended up going to a doctor and seeing a therapist and being like, hey, like, I need some help. Like, I don't think that this is just a phase anymore. And so once I started um like seeing a doctor they like you know prescribed me like well at first like i was misdiagnosed as bipolar disorder because my older sister has that and so for the longest time i'm like oh my god i'm you know taking medications and so it wasn't till i found like a doctor that i trusted um we like i don't know underwent treatment and they're like oh like you have this so when you say underwent treatment what do you mean they ask you like a thousand questions like oh my gosh they're like it's a clipboard and like it's like i would love to like do a brain scan and be like hey like can you let me know what's going on i would really love that like let me know you know um but yeah so they ask you like a thousand questions like how often like do you eat like how often do you sleep like do you stress out about this i mean these are all like very like broad questions but they definitely ask you like a million one questions and it's not just like you know a one-time thing like i've been seeing the same doctor since i was in high school kind of thing um and so it's just like a series of like trying different medications and like you know if i had my experience of like being on antidepressants and being off of it and like not really sure like how i feel about it i'm always kind of like should i take it should i not so you feel a difference when you're on it as opposed to when you're off of it um, or is it more just like you feel like it's a mental thing? I feel like when I'm on it, like I feel like a robot. I'm like, I don't know. What do you mean? Like you're just on autopilot? Yeah, on autopilot. Like you're just going through your day? Yeah, I'm just going through, which I, maybe that's good. But yeah, I don't know. I just always feel like on autopilot. I don't feel like my same like bubbly self, you know? And then also I still feel depressed. So i'm not ever consistent with it though so that's probably obviously like a huge factor um you know you're really supposed to just like stick to it if that's like what you want to do you're not consistent with the medication or the therapy uh medication gotcha okay is that like a for life thing though like you're supposed to just take that for the rest of your life i mean i feel like i don't know maybe like i really didn't ask that yeah. i sh- maybe i should be like so i just have questions because i know it's I mean, cool you know, like I, I don't what was the thing that made you want to go see a therapist like did were what were you doing things that you thought could help you on your own were you kind of just like okay well what if i do this on my own and before you decided hey i think i need genuine help um i definitely when i first like wanted to get therapy i was in high school um i just felt like i really couldn't like talk to anyone because i came from like kind of a dysfunctional family what do you mean you want what do you mean by that sorry um well i mean i'm it's not like too out of the ordinary where like you know your parents are divorced and stuff and like being like the youngest of my family and like i don't know having like dealing with their mental illnesses it's like they just like never were able really to like figure it out kind of thing um like you do you think they never went to go get actual help like they kind of just were like i'm gonna do it on my own i guess what i'm trying to say is like i saw the repercussions of like them not getting help and i just didn't want to like 
be that way. And I knew that, like, clearly there's something. I for sure have a chemical imbalance. Like, I just need help, you know? And, like, I don't know. I was so young. Like, in high school. I don't know. I, I think I was either a junior or a senior when I first, like, called. And my mom was like, oh, my God. What did I do wrong? But it's She's not like, like yourself. That. Yeah. You know? I mean, yes and no. But, like, yeah, it's not like that. I just, like... I grew up in a family where you don't talk about your issues, like, you put everything under the rug and, like, figure it the fuck out, and, like, that's just not what I wanted to do, and so I just wanted, like, a different perspective of, like, a medical professional, like, to, like, help me, like, you know, especially there's a lot of, like, reoccurring events as well, that's kind of why I went into therapy in the first place. Like what? What do you mean? Maybe you don't mind me asking. No, it's okay. Just, uh, I mean, I'm not going into too much detail, but, like, there's certain, like, experiences that happened with my family that were traumatic. And, um, yeah, I didn't feel like I could deal with it alone, you know? And they were going, they were happening again and again? Yeah, pretty consistently. Okay. Gotcha. And so that triggered you to go get help. Right. Got it. Okay. You feel like it's helped in the fairly long term? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my therapist is great. Like, she's super dope. Um, How many did you go through to find the right one? Because a lot of people go through different so therapists, hard. right? It's so hard. Yeah, you, you go yeah. through, you have to go through a lot. And, like, it's kind of discouraging, you know? Like, um, I went to a therapist, and she put me on medication. I kept telling her, like, you know, I'm not, like, feeling too good. And she's like well, that's weird. Like, everyone else your age who's taking this medication is fine. And she gaslit me for sure. So um, it took two there, like, two times before I, like, found, found like, the right, the right one. one. But, um, yeah. And it definitely can be, like, discouraging. I feel like if you're, like, trying to find help and someone puts you down or, like, you know, feel like you can't, you know, I don't know, be yourself. I feel like that was, like, my main struggle. You felt like you couldn't. What do you mean? Like, I felt like no matter what I was going to say, like, they were just going to put me on medication. And and you didn't want that. And, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I didn't really want to, like, be just, like, thrown on medication without, like, really understanding, like, why. Um, I wanted to kind of just, like, learn, like, healthy, like, communication, like, coping mechanisms, like, pretty much. And so I felt like for a while, like, I didn't even want to, like, express myself because, like, I don't know, like, you get thrown on medications and I was, like, scared from getting sick from the last one. So, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, an experience. You got sick, like, physically sick? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, like, I would be, like, I'll take, um, I wouldn't ever take it on an empty stomach, but... I would have breakfast and like take my medication and then just get really nauseous and I wasn't like eating a lot and like I lost a lot of weight and would just be throwing up a lot. So when I brought that up to uh, my doctor, she like was like, mm, just keep trying it. Like you'll be fine. As opposed and, to just taking you off of yeah, it. Yeah. And like I was young. I was like 17, you know, oh, like wow. being 27 now, like I have a different you know, perspective on it. And like a voice but like back then like you kind of feel like you don't have a voice you know well considering too like your parents didn't really think it was a good idea for you even to do it correct mm-hmm. in saying that or no? um yeah they just didn't understand like why i wanted to seek therapy in the first place 
like they thought it was like well you don't need it kind of thing yeah and like pretty much like what i had mentioned earlier earlier is like everything was like you kind of just push it under the rug and not figure out your problems so they were not really in a position um where like healthy communication was instilled so they i felt like were like you felt like you never talked to your parents in general or what do you mean like let's say you had something happened at school like you felt like you could never bring it up to them um my dad was really intimidating growing up so like i did not tell him anything honestly i was scared of him um i I felt like i could talk to my mom i felt like the communication was there but i was really close to my grandma shirley um out of like everyone in my family and so i felt like you know i could talk to her about it as opposed to like my own parents kind of thing but is she still around or no no she passed away she passed away in 2012 okay so you were eight no what are you 2020 shit you were like 18 yeah, yeah? i was 18 damn right yeah. into college so did you ever how was your relationship with your sisters because I, I it's weird because like i think before we were talking it's like i know you but i don't like know you yeah. does that make sense and i grew up with your sister kelly like we were in the same age Odyssey. yeah and then but then we kind of obviously high school she went to whatever group she went to and stuff so sure. um but yeah it's like what do you have a good relationship with them because what i happened with on my end is like i grew up with my sister had a better relationship with her i would share stuff with her as opposed to my parents so like i don't know if that's similar to what you would do but it seems like you had a better relationship with your grandma too right yeah i had a really good relationship with my grandma we were like best friends um she taught me how to play piano and yeah we just had a lot of fun together i really loved her um my sisters and i are kind of close well i'm really close with my sister kelly um we've been like best friends since like the day i was born pretty much my oldest sister laura i don't we're not really that close Mm -hmm. um such opposites honestly and then i found out i had another sister at the age of 18 i had no idea that she was like even existed my mom told me one day like hey you have to tell you something like i had a baby when i was 15 and had to give her up for adoption because like back then it was like so hush hush yeah you know like so like taboo kind of thing um so when i was 18 i found out i had another sister who was 40 i don't know how oh, old shit. yeah she's like 15 i don't even know how much older she I is i mean she's a lot older than 15 15 or 15 years older i meant oh, okay, 15 okay. yeah 15 years older um and then i found out i was an aunt she Holy has two shit, kids. Dude. yeah so that's, been, that's a pretty big bombshell to get dropped that was on, a right? huge like that must have been, bombshell yeah. you know like um not like knowing that you have another sibling out there and like you know being 18 years old and figuring out you have two nieces who are like you know five and 11 it was like it's pretty crazy man it was it was crazy but um it was cool it's good. so okay so when you were i don't know if you were a kid and you know, when you were growing up, maybe not like your high school years, what was the thing you wanted to do when you were growing up? Like, did you have an idea in mind? Like when you were a kid, like what made you, what would you want to do? Like, did you ever pretend like you wanted to be something? Um, I don't know. I feel like I've always like thought I would go into music just because I felt like I am really passionate about music and um, I can like really like channel like 
I don't know, like some of my like depression, anxiety, like through it and stuff. So I felt like I wanted to be in the music industry, but um, yeah, I don't. Maybe I wanted to be a teacher. I don't know. What about you? Like me? I don't even remember. Sure. Like when you grow up, like I feel like it was music. Like I'm gonna be a music producer, but I don't really remember a lot from when I was a kid. People always ask me, they're like, "What's your best memory as a kid?" I was like, "I can't remember, dude. Like yeah. I don't have a lot of." I don't know if it, that's like I don't know I don't know what it is I can't explain it like I, I don't really remember a lot when I was really a kid. yeah I mean I have like some like recollection of like my childhood but I don't know like can you pinpoint stuff you know what I'm talking about like have you ever thought of like oh I remember this 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 like I can't think yeah. of like specific memory I can be like I remember when I was in like I don't know um, younger I was like in like this lassie league and like softball and like I don't know like the t-ball kind of stuff i kind of okay. remember that it's probably gonna be like what five t-ball t-ball is <laughs> yeah. where they square it up for you right yeah, yeah. they square it up so music you want you play piano is there anything else you play yeah um no but i really want to learn how to play guitar guitar okay i really want to electric guitar and acoustic how good are you at the piano um, <laughs> I know people always ask me this, and this is like always an awkward question. Like, Why? what am I supposed to say? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm fucking suck. I guess like, that's a good. I guess that's a good. Yeah, you, know? you got me there. Yeah. Like, um, I, I can play Bach. Um, which if anyone is like musically inclined, they say like Bach has two left hands. Like, you know the way he writes his music, like two melodies on like your right and left hand when it's supposed to be just like one. But um. I've been playing for 10 years. Oh, shit. Um, my dad, he he plays, but he, it's funny, he can hear a song and just play it. Um, before I was getting lessons, so that obviously like helped a lot, um, getting lessons for five years and doing like recitals and stuff. So now I'm at a point where I feel comfortable, like I just YouTube a lot of stuff and I play music. Um, and Wait, are you doing the same thing where you can just... Are you looking at hands? You know how to read music, I'm assuming, then, mm -hmm. right? I can read music, but now, like, I feel like I'm gifting, like, some of my, like, dad's, like, Or I you can know. hear it mm -hmm. and just play it off the tune. Yeah. Interesting. So that that's actually been super fun. Sometimes, like, I just get in, like, this weird mood. I'm like, I'll play piano all the time, every day, and then I'll go through a period where I just don't. Um, plus, I don't want to bother my roommates all the oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they might like it though. They do like it, but when you're practicing a song, um, and it's the same it's thing, the same over, and thing over. over and over. And I like to hear it really loud because I have like electrical one at my house. Mm -hmm. um, in your room or in, in like room. the living? Okay. I have like headphones, but it's not the same. Like I want it to be loud, you know. So I feel like a lot of my roommates, and they've been like super chill. But like my sisters growing up, they're like, "Shut the fuck up! Like <laughs> stop playing this song." So um, yeah, that's been fun. Okay, and so guitar. What what wants you to pick up the guitar? Like what makes you want to it's learn the so guitar? So pretty sounding. And I feel the like, electric guitar specifically, or just like acoustic, or just um, I want to learn both. Okay, like if I'm like when I have an electric guitar, I'm definitely gonna like get lessons in the near future. And I just wanna play like a bunch of like Blink 182, Sum 41 songs like in my garage with an electric guitar. I really do. Like, and now that might sound weird, but. I mean, hey, dude, I it's your music. Do shit. It. I feel like people <laughs> are like, well, if you can um, play piano, you could, you know, play anything else. So 
I started like kind of playing and then I just want to get actual lessons from someone. I don't want to just like free ball it. Um, yeah. And I feel sick too. I want to do it all. So what are some things that you would say that, um, cause obviously your friends know you, people know you, but maybe people that are going to listen to this don't really know you that well and they're going to get an idea of who you are. So what would you say, uh, what, what are some things that not a lot of people know about you? Oh, um, I don't know. That's kind of hard to say. I feel like I'm pretty open to my life, like on Instagram. Um, gosh, that's a hard question. We ask the tough questions on this yeah, show. Yeah, <laughs> apparently that, that's a hard one. Um, I guess like, maybe a lot of people don't know about like I do suffer from pretty bad anxiety. It's like a constant struggle every day. Um, maybe I don't like post about it, but that's something like I deal with. And like um, I also deal with like family members like an addiction and that's like really hard. Um, I don't know. I don't know if like that's really something that people should know about me or whatever. I think it's something but... that like people can relate to though. Definitely. I'm sure that, you know, maybe you probably have friends or yeah. anyone who's going to listen to this is probably going to be like thinking the same thing. They might have a family member or more that are in that realm. So would you say that's passing on to you? Do you have like an addictive personality, would you say? Um, I feel like sometimes I can be that way. Um, like this... anything specific or just in general? Um, I guess like in general, like sometimes like I'll get in these moods where I'm like, really addicted to like working out and going to the gym and so just trying to like find like healthy like balance um i don't drink as much anymore like 2020 like man i was drinking every day like it was just not good so i feel like i it definitely like runs in my blood and it's just something that like i have to like consciously like always be thinking about because addiction runs on both sides of my family um, so it's like something that like, I just try to be aware of, you know, but, um, yeah. Okay. So what would you say? Like, what would you say just your mom and your dad or like, did they cross over to some of your siblings too? It crossed over to one of my siblings, um, unfortunately, but I, like my other sister, she is completely sober. Is that the oldest one or the one you didn't? My sister, Kelly. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And that's been like super. That's awesome. How um, long has she been sober for? Six, seven months, I think. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's um, nice for her to, I don't know, it inspires me to like, not that I want to go completely sober because I do like smoking weed, but mm. um, it's kind of nice to know that like, the other sides of like you can actually get rid of it yeah yeah especially if like you know in our family like it's in our blood um it's really cool to see her just succeed and live a healthy life and do all this stuff and you know it can always like go in either direction so i'm glad that i didn't with mine you know so what are some things that you would um think of like if you could do things over again, what are some things that you could maybe like turn around? Were there things that maybe you look back on now where you're like, man, I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have done that. That could be college. It could be high school. It could be anything yeah. in between. I know. I think about that a lot. I always think like how much different my life would be if I like went in production like sooner. From the get go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I would, if I can go back in time, 
I would try, I would still get my degree. I had a really good time in college. I really enjoyed Cal Poly. It was a lot of fun. So I definitely, Cal Poly Pomona. Um, CPP. Don't but uh, did you go to Cal Poly? No, I went to UC Riverside. Lame. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Super. Um, I feel like I definitely want to take back college, but if I could do something different, I would go in a, um, almost said like HR. I would go into production sooner and I would have probably dumped my boyfriend and like focused on me. Cause like during college, during college. Got it. Yeah. I felt like that. I'm going to hold me back and maybe that kind of sounds fucked up, but like, I felt like all those years of me, like figuring out like what not what my boyfriend wanted to do but like all my focus and energy was like on him and it really should have been on me and like i kind of wish i could take you didn't put yourself first right i didn't put myself first and that's like kind of lame so uh, maybe that's a good learning experience but i think i would try to do that you know a little different how long were you guys together huh how long were you together five years oh shit man it's a long ass relationship yeah. So all of college, basically. All of college. Yeah. Damn. God, when I was young, you know, when I was young and thriving, now I'm old. You just are kidding. old, dude. Yeah. I'm getting up there. I'm be 28 soon. No, I'm just kidding. We're all, dude, we're just not getting any younger anymore. It sucks. It sucks realizing that this is just forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck, dude. Like, there's no going back now. Shit. I know. I mean, I feel like a lot of people, I mean, how old are you? 29. 29. So you're going to be 30 soon. How do you feel about turning 30? I mean, it's the last landmark. There's really nothing after this, really. You know? Wow. I just like feel the complete opposite. I mean, what do you really... After 21, like, what do you really have to celebrate? You don't... Okay. You're not going to be able to... Like, 21's that one where it's like, okay, now I can drink. Now I can do this and whatever. I guess at 25, you can run a car. But, like, realistically, your last, like, really fun birthday that you can count, like, where it's like it means something is 21 really after like, that like it's just like it's just another day like what do you that's so funny. it's okay but like not everyone has that look on it but i'm just saying okay, in general okay. like it's just like it's just your birthday like it's not that big a deal like right okay you know i get what no, you're again saying. again this isn't <laughs> this isn't me saying like oh people should like so no, i love no, when no. people i like celebrating people's birthdays it's fun man but like i'm just not one to take my birthday so seriously yeah yeah no i feel that my oldest sister laura she would have this countdown of like 31 days to my birthday. Like every year she did it called the Laura Palooza. The Laura. <laughs> and on her birthday, she would just be like a complete bitch. And she'd be like, well, it's my birthday. I'm like, you can't just be acting like this because it's your birthday. So a part of me, like I, I kind of do feel that way where it's like, you know, after 21, like whatever. But like, I don't know, another year of being alive is pretty cool. And like. For me, like, I feel like I'm learning so much more, like, becoming older. And, like, I felt like everything I did in my 20s, like, my earlier 20s, I did, like, the dumbest shit. Like, I don't know. So I feel like I'm in a position where I feel like getting older, but I'm going to have more money, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, more that money. too. Yeah. More money. It also like, depends on what you're doing, though, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I know. You know? I mean, you would hope that you would want more money. Yes, of course. I think everyone would want more money, right? But again, like you mentioned earlier, it's that balance between am I going to make more money and be 
miserable at a job I don't like or am I okay with making less money but being happy at a job that I'm at? Yeah, totally. it's a tough balance to, you know, kind of juxtapose, I guess. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Birthdays are cool, I guess, but I don't know. I just, it's just another, like, did this feel like Christmas to you? It absolutely did not feel like Christmas. I kept saying that. I'm like, I don't know if I'm jaded. No. Like, it just, like, goes through the motions. I don't know. It just didn't. The only only thing that made it feel like Christmas at my house is because my nephew's there. So he's, Mm. like, you know, getting his presents and he opened them. So it's for him. It's, like, fun. You know, Christmas lights or whatever. I just didn't feel like, I don't know. It just didn't feel like Christmas to me anymore. And, like, New Year's is coming, but, but, like... I don't even feel like that's a big, you know, like that's the thing. Like I just don't even care for New Year's like, and honestly, I don't even really like the holidays. Like everyone always thinks I'm a Grinch, but like like, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is cool. Thanksgiving is cool. It's a lot of food. You know, like no pressure. Like you're just going to, you're like thankful, you know, and like you're thankful for Christmas, but then like buying gifts is annoying, dude. Buying gifts. Like I hate going to the store. Like every time I, like if I'm going to a store in public, I'm wearing headphones. Like I can't. (laughs) I can't not listen to music shopping. Like, I don't know if that's just me and my ADD or what, but I can't. And so... You can't listen to music shopping? Or wait, say that again. Sorry. You have have to listen to music while you're shopping. Yes. Got it. Okay. Like I heard that wrong. I thought you said you can't listen to music. No, no, no. I I have to. Like, no matter where I go, especially like during this crazy ass holiday, I um, I have my headphones on. I'm like, I just got to get through these couple stores. But yeah, I don't know. Do you feel like... If you didn't get those gifts that like the people you didn't get them for would be upset. Be honest. And I, I don't even know who you <laughs> bought or didn't buy yeah. for. But what I'm asking um, is if you didn't get those gifts for people. There's some people that they're like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Like, don't even spend your money. And there's some people that are like, yeah, they kind of get butt hurt if I didn't bit, give right? them a gift. Yeah. So... And you know who you are, people. You, you kind of feel <laughs> obligated, you know? And like, I you feel, shouldn't, though, right? Like, and like, that's like the fucked that's up That's what I part. hate about it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I feel like I would love to, like, spend time with my family, friends, like, whatever, and, like, cook a really fun meal together and go hiking. Like, I would love to do that, like, instead of, like, opening, opening gifts. Opening gifts, yeah. Because I just, like... I like, someone know. was like, oh, you didn't... Because my parents haven't bought me Christmas gifts in a while, but I don't expect it. I'm like almost 30, dude. Like, what are they going to buy me that I want, realistically? Yeah. You know, nothing that I would like ask for. Plus, I'm pretty like, I don't really know if I want anything. Like, you not know even I mean? socks like, or something? Eh, I mean, I could just go and buy socks. You I know, know but saying? like. So, so, someone was like, oh, you didn't open anything on Christmas? I was like, no, not really. And they're like, that's kind of shitty. I'm like, I mean, no, not really. It's like, if I wanted something, I can go. I'll go buy it, you know, if I really wanted it. It's just, there's nothing that I could think of that, like, I want either. I don't know. I'm like, it's just not, I don't know, man. I can't explain it. Plus, the mall sucks. The mall fucking bummer. The mall fucking sucks. I just hate shopping. Like, in general, I just don't like it. And so... I'm going to get a stylist when I get older and rich. And I'm just going to be like, you guys set my clothes for the day. (laughs) There you go. Honestly. Fucking just do that. I know. But... Yeah. Okay. So I think earlier we were talking about something too, where you, we're not going to say what show you work on, but it's a show that's pretty popular that a lot of people know. So yes, yeah. you were talking about how you're kind of like the new kid coming in because you're this is your first year on this show, right. right? And so a lot of people there have worked there for how long? Twenty years. Then they've been on there the whole time. Correct. Okay. So <laughs> what were some experiences that you had that? I guess were, were probably negative when they brought you on because you were kind of not going into detail, but yeah, yeah, let's yeah. go into that a little bit more. Um, so for me, like when you work in production, like 
normally you're working on a new show or a new movie so everyone's new and you kind of like grow together um but when you like go into a show or a movie and they're already like working for 20 years they kind of already have like the precedent of like how things go who they want to talk to and stuff so like in the industry in general people kind of have like a big head on their shoulders kind of thing um so it was challenging for me um being there and people like literally like i'll like wave to them like if we're walking down the hallway or we're both like getting coffee like hey how's it going and like people not saying it back even do they though look at you they look at me oh, that's weird they look at me and i'm like <laughs> that's super weird you know and then yeah. boom there goes my anxiety you yeah. know i'm like oh my god because like, what thoughts <laughs> run through your head oh shit they don't like me oh yeah, shit I'm like, like what the fuck hate? like what did fuck I do? me yeah. right like I guess no one can say hello anymore I mean like it's just like you're. we're both looking at each other we're both getting coffee we probably both don't really even want to be our work like I don't know I always think it's like friendly to be like hey like good morning like yeah. you know like I don't know so like that was like kind of soul crushing for me because like you know production like you're you know like at the end of the day like we're making like Entertainment, you know, we're not like in the hospital or like You're not saving lives. Yeah, exactly. Anything. We're that's ex- we're not saving lives. Yeah. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be that fucking serious. And so, you know, it's definitely like um, an adjustment of kind of like juggling all the different personalities that have you know like a big head on their shoulders and it's just kind of like you have to suck it up and because you're like at the bottom of the totem pole, they make yeah. like ten times more than you, and it's like. Just one of those things that were like, that fucking sucks, but, you know. If you want to be in the industry, it's kind of That's just, like, you're going to have to get used to it. You got to have to, what do you got to pay your dues? There you we go. Pay your dues. I feel like I'm paying my dues, but you know. How, I, how much does a, a PA even make? If you're uh, is like, it hourly sad. or is it by, <laughs> or is it by, um like, by whatever production you're working on? Um, It definitely depends on the production you're working on. Okay. Um, usually, like, if you're working on movies and stuff. You get like a day rate, um, which is like a twelve hour guarantee. Oh, so they're like here. Yes. It's like five hundred dollars for the day or something. Right. I'm obviously making a number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much like yeah, like pretty much like they'll be like, Hey, you wanna work? It's this is the um like rate for twelve hours and yes or no kind of thing. So um If you work more than that, do they give you overtime or does it Yeah, if you work more than twelve hours, um it's overtime. Like over the summer, every single day I was working 15 16 hours and then two hours like commute so it was rough Jesus. it Damn. was fucking yeah did you were if you i'm assuming you're going to like burbank you burbank know, LA. la santa clarita so you're getting all the traffic santa clarita oh, santa clarita what's in santa clarita they besides six flags out. is it six flags? yeah okay so okay. that's <laughs> exactly like, if you know where six flags is right I off used, the, yeah. yeah right off that freeway i used to um work my call time would be um 4 a.m and Ugh. Yeah, the first show I ever worked on, 4 a.m. And you have to, we would get tested six days a week. And this is like the midst of the production. Yeah. So I remember. Tested like, for COVID. Because testing yeah, for COVID, okay. yeah. Um, so like call time would be like super early because everyone have to be cleared and tested before like call time. Yeah. With like a normal shooting call is like 7 a.m. 4 a.m. was just to be on the 4 precautious like, side well, kind of thing? Or? I mean, I, I don't know. It just like depends. Like a normal shooting day is like 7 a.m but like some productions your call time can be five but my call time for this production was like 4 a.m 2 a.m like it was horrible so like to get ready for work i would 
have to leave my house at like 2.30 in the morning to get there at 4 and work a 12-hour day. Jesus. And do it. So, you know, it definitely has its ups and downs. With, you know, if you don't like working 15-hour days every day. Right, not going to be for you. It's <laughs> not going to be for you. And like a lot of people think like, oh, like people get you jobs. Like that must be so nice. Like when you don't work, it is so stressful. Like I've had when a you lot don't, of... What do you mean when you don't work? So... Like, um, before I got the current job I was working on and I worked on a movie over the summer and when you're done, you're kind of, you have to find your next gig. Like, Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. People think that just like call me and they're like, Hey, I want to keep working. Like, no, I am emailing people every single day, texting them, like putting my, like, um, like, I don't know, name out there, like on Facebook because they have like groups and stuff for like freelance or whatever, but it definitely is stressful. A lot of people are like, oh, it must be nice not to be working right now. I'm like, I'm not making money. I'm not like, bills. Yeah, like, my uh, rent stays the same. And yeah, if you don't have a job, like, yeah, you just really have to like bug people. Like, hey, like, do you know anyone working? And that has worked out so far, but um, it kept definitely can be stressful. Who's the coolest person you've met on set? Celebrity-wise. Not like random people that we don't know. But like, I'm okay. saying, any celebrities that you've met that were like, oh, wow, that guy was a lot cooler than I thought he was going to be or she? Um, Yeah, I... Um, the first show I ever worked on, Ben Schwartz from Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. Wait, was, Ben Schwartz, is that... That's, he plays John Ralph. Okay. <laughs> he is so cool. Is he? God, like, super dope. Um, Sam Richardson, he was super cool. He would like buy production coffee trucks and like beignet trucks and stuff wow. for like the crew. You know, and shit. Yeah, and the crew. Um, Can you talk about what show it was? Yeah, yeah, that was on the after party. Oh, okay. Yeah, so January twenty eighth. Yeah, if you um, streaming on Apple TV. Apple TV. Alana Glazer was super cool. Dave Franco was super chill. Oh, you met him? Yeah. Yeah. So his and, brothers uh, in some hot water, huh? I know. Oh, God. It seems like everyone is. But, you know, like, unfortunately, like, it's really sad. But in that industry, you face a lot of that. And, I like, know, yeah. I've, like, had some experience with some of the producers on nothing currently. But, like, in I've been in those positions. Which really? Is, yeah, I have. Where they were like, do this and you can get this? Pretty much. I had a producer. I will obviously, like, leave his yeah, name yeah. out. And it's no one I'm working for or whatever. But... He was like, you know, on this last movie that I was working on, he was like, you can, um, you know, like you can be a producer if you wanted to, like go up the producing route instead of like the AD route. Um, because like being AD, like it's hard work and it fucking honestly sucks, but in a good way. I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, you can also go up the producing line route, I guess. And, um, he was like, yeah, you can be a producer, but like, you'll have to get lunch with me first and you have to like come over to my house and he oh, was like, weird. yeah. And then I'm like, okay, um, no thanks. Like, but you're definitely, and what do you do? He was the UPM. He was the executive producer and like, so like he could have gotten you. He could have gotten yeah. me, but it's like at what fucking cost? It's like, well, that's why a lot of people do it though. Right. Cause they're kind of just like, well, I'll sell my soul a little bit to like get ahead. Right. I'm not saying that's yeah, a yeah. good thing, but I get why we're like, all that did happen and everyone kind of kept hush hush because like dude they got to where they wanted to right but at what cost like yeah, you said right exactly. so they got and they got awards they got oscars and stuff right. right and the guy who did things to you sitting right there but you got to pretend like he's your best friend because he got you what you needed you know kind of thing which is really shitty right it's but sad, that's honestly. why i don't understand why and no offense 
at all to you. I don't understand why people would want to work in an industry like that. I know. But to be I... fair, that's not happening just in that industry, right? That happens in everywhere. It happens so. a lot. And I wouldn't say it's just this industry. No, not but, at all. But, you know, the entertainment industry is so interesting. It's just like so, there's so much money and, you know, I don't know. I just, I've only been working in an year, but like, I definitely have to be careful. I mean, not even just that. It's like so many people working these hours become addicts and like, you just know what I mean? Just stay awake. Just stay awake. Adderall or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I remember I would be taking Adderall because I'm like, dude, I have to work a 15 hour shift in downtown LA. Like, that's not healthy. Like, Did that that's help? Not, or no? It helped yeah. for sure. Okay. But then I was like running like back and forth. Like my heart was like, beating super fast i'm like maybe i shouldn't be taking, taking that, yeah. adderall just to go to work but um yeah so i you know a lot of my friends kind of are like well just be careful like kind of the same thing as you like why would you want to work in that industry if like you know i just for me like i have to protect myself and like i don't know just like be me and like hopefully like you know, being a girl and like hopefully having like a higher position kind of break that stereotype of like only men being in these positions. And, you know, I've actually had um, one of my assistant directors because the ADs hire all the PAs. Mm-hmm. And one of the ADs told me, he was like, you know, I only hire my PAs, um, the ones that I want to fuck, whether they're good looking. Was he serious or was he, he joking? He was fucking serious. Holy shit. And I'm like. He literally told you He that? literally said that. And it's just like, see, and that's what I'm saying. Where it sucks, where you have to almost like be like, ha 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 ha, yeah, and exactly. then like, and then move it along I because if you said anything, <laughs> yeah, there goes you know there what goes I mean? your job. Exactly. Well, that for that specific job, right? And there's definitely like boundaries. I feel like that definitely for sure made me feel uncomfortable. I but mean, yeah. like, you know, I had a friend on that same shoot. She was like, "Dude, fuck him. I'm quitting. I can't do it." And she cussed him out and left. And like. They just replace you like that, you know? Well, yeah, that and that's the that's the other hard part about it is that he's not going to get anything for that. He's not going to get any shit for that. He's just yeah. going to be like, all right, get the next girl yeah, that I was going to get on. Yeah. And Which it, sucks, man. It's you know? sad. And it does suck because it's like, you know, for me, I'm in a position like, dude, I'm just trying to pay off my debt. Like, you know, I don't want to be sexually harassed. Like, where do you draw the line? Like, a couple of jokes? Or, like, you know, obviously, like, you draw the line when it comes to that point. And yeah. thankfully, it hasn't. But, like, there's definitely been conversations said, like, you know, about me or my body and, like, or whatever. And, like, it's just uncomfortable. And, like, yeah, I don't know. Well, I think it must be harder for uh, a woman to be in that industry also. Because, I mean, I'm sure dudes don't get that. It's not like guys are, like, getting talked about the way you would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could possibly happen. But I bet it's very little that it does, right? Right. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. I mean, look, dude, it's not for everyone, right? But obviously, it's something that you like. It's something yeah. that you want to do. So, what's the goal now? Now we're here in a year or two. You want to be an AD, right? I want to be. A first How long does it take to get to that point? A couple of years. <sighs> it's a pretty intricate process. I will not lie. Um, if you want to become an AD in Southern California, you need six hundred working set PA days. Oh, so you have to work a certain oh shit so that's what 300 what 36 how many days are in a year 375 right 365 i had a real I fucking can't do math right i had now. a really dumb moment yesterday <laughs> <laughs> so our water heater broke at home and so we're like fuck dude right 
And so I had to go to the gym to shower because I was like, I'm not going to not shower. Right. And then I get home and I'm like, the heater's on. I'm like, bro, how are we going to get heat if the fucking water heater's off? And my sister looks at me and she's like, mm. she's like, that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, you're right, bitch. Like, my bad. It was a really dumb moment on my yeah. part. And I was like, oh, I just realized what I said. But anyways. Yeah. On. I can't believe I just said 375. But 365. Whatever. Yeah. Like, but basically two years. Two years. But... First of all, you need set PA. You don't just like, you know, I've done like office PA work or whatever. But like actually working on, on set. set with your name on the call sheet spelled correctly. So not only do you need to prove that like you have to save all your 600 call sheets, your pay, the pay stubs that you get paid on, and you have to contact the production company um, and be like, hey, like I need a PR report, which is like every single day we have a PR Holy report. Shit. Of, this like, is like really intense. Yeah. Wow. And that's just to get into one division. Then once you get into the third level area, you have to have another 375 days just to be considered working like on higher budget movies and becoming into the DGA, which is what I want to do, which is the uh, Directors Guild of America, um, the union for like ADs and directors and stuff like UPMs and whatnot. But I did apply to a program and it kind of it's like a fast track for that nice so i applied so are they going to get you gigs is that what it is or how how is it fast tracking the dga program like you it's a shorter program and like after you complete it you're sworn into the union and like a cult or what (laughs) (laughs) no you have to be sworn in i know what he's saying sworn in just makes it sound like you're in like a cutter sworn in in. (laughs) it's like a blood oath and shit like (laughs) Yeah, um, maybe, I don't know, probably. But um, yeah, so it's pretty much just a fast track of that. So they do get you gigs and they get you free health insurance. Wow. And um, okay. you get to work on like all site, like they get to find your work, which is, would be relieving. Yeah, You don't get for to sure. pick your work though. So if like a job fucking sucks. like It's on, it's yeah. on you, yeah. Yeah, you kind of just have to suffer through it. But it's 400 working days as a DGA trainee um and when you're done completing the 400 days you're sworn into the union and you are in the dga as a second ad which is huge because even if i got my working days and like i paid all of my dues which is like literally ten thousand to fifteen thousand dollars just to get into the dga which i'm like oh my god you have to wait you have to pay out of pocket for that yeah so even you're gonna have to pay that definitely gonna have to pay 100 holy shit i'm gonna have to get a loan or something so that kind of stuff i mean you gain it back well yeah but but like you know that's a lot of cash i'm definitely gonna have to be like you know i mean for us people it's a lot of money (laughs) i'm sure for people that have it right yeah damn dude i didn't know there's such a process to that i thought it was just like oh if you know someone, they could be like, there you go, man. You know, yeah. Like- so for other departments, like let's, you know, because I thought I wanted to uh, go into the sound department. And, um, you know, other departments, it's like only 30 working days. And then you're sworn into the union, whatever. And you're in IATSE, um, which is like another union for all the below the line crew members. So like sound, grip, set lighting, hair and makeup transportation um and then like the dga has like their own union and then the producers guild they have their own union so as you can imagine like when anything gets like for instance like the strike that's going on that's why it's been like so like 
hard because there's been so there's so many different unions and so many different contracts that like you can't just like implement like a new rule and you know be like oh on your merry way there's so many like damn unions and contracts that like so what is the strike that's going on right now for those people that aren't aware of it right now i don't i honestly like the strike right now is like still in negotiation so no one is really necessarily on strike but a couple months ago if you haven't followed this instagram i hope you do it's called oh no i actually forgot it i got see worker stories Mm -hmm. i oh my god i honestly forgot anyways so essentially um i like union as a whole um they're putting up a fight of like the current contracts like pretty much on stuff that happens with like new media and um pretty much the working hours because like i had mentioned to you working 16 hour days and not even having a 12 uh, like 12 hour turnaround is like sucks yeah it sucks it's like you know i was getting off of work at seven in the morning and my call time was 4 p.m like why you know like that you know it just sucks so that was like a huge um that was a huge like issue in like the strike and i don't know if like you had read up on it or not but um you know they were not happy with it so right now like they're still in negotiations so i'm not really too sure it's kind of been like hush hush but um because it is still in negotiations but yeah pretty much like any streaming service like netflix amazon hulu like they have like really old outdated contracts so like a lot of people are essentially getting screwed and getting paid the least when you're working on these um like new media um projects so they're just like want to be fairly compensated obviously and like you know the 12 hour turnaround like that needs to happen like i just don't think like it's safe for like people in production to be working five days a week 12 hours hours. yeah yeah Yeah, like they're not getting any sleep they're not getting any sleep like i sometimes like have to like slap myself because i'm falling asleep on the road so is there like a is there like a distinguishing um side between like the old heads who have probably done it and they're like this is just what you do this <laughs> yeah. is like normal shit and then you guys that are coming in new to it where it's like this isn't normal like we shouldn't be doing yeah. so is that where this the divide is right it's the old people who have done it you know kind of paid their dues or do you think even they're kind of like well fuck yeah that was kind of fucked up when we yeah did it. i it's funny because my my dad he's um a carpenter in the industry in local four four and so he like builds sets and they're like doing the physical i'm not saying that i'm not either but like they're actually they're like, building stuff, right yeah. and so i've talked to a lot of my dad's friends because they're all in the industry and just to get their perspective of that very um like your reasoning of like well if i did it like so can you, so can you yeah. kind of thing but even they're like no fuck that like this is not normal this is not safe you know and like growing up like i always wonder like why i would never see my dad all the time but like now i'm like in his shoes doing the same thing and like yeah you get it like how can you have a family in this industry it's like i don't know if you have kids or want to have kids like definitely don't go in this industry because i just don't really see like I mean, pers- like from personal experience, you know, you know <laughs> like, done, yeah. and just like seeing it, it's like I couldn't, I couldn't imagine like having kids and not seeing them, like you know what I mean, at all during the week. And yeah. then on the weekend, you're so exhausted. And then Monday, you have a four a.m. call, so you're in bed like super early. So 
Yeah, I definitely don't recommend like anyone who wants a family to go in this industry. No, well, you heard it here first. You don't want kids, guys. Not. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Like, I, I have. <laughs> you did hear it here first. There I feel like go. it's pretty. I've been like. You know, I put that on Instagram and stuff, but um. What that you don't want kids? Yeah. You have? Or I mean, maybe. No, you have. <laughs> There's no way. You're not just outright being like, I don't want kids. By the way. Yeah, I guess like I don't know. A lot of people, I don't feel like it is a taboo, but like I don't to know. not want kids. I don't. It's a weird perspective. It's like. I don't think that's taboo. I think a lot of people are like that. You know. Like, yeah, I mean, I definitely think like a lot more people now are kind of like. Maybe it's not for me, but like I've had like a manager tell me like, hey, you know, it's kind of selfish for you not to have kids. And I'm like, what? what? Was this in the HR program? <laughs> no, this oh. was not. I was fucking fire his ass. But um, this is actually when I was working at Olive Garden. I was like 23. Did you guys I'm get like, free food there? Yeah, free food. Nice. Dude, the soup, salad, breadsticks. What was the grossest thing? Uh, the chicken Alfredo. Oh, was yeah. it frozen? What yeah, was gross we, about like, it? it was we gross, microwave. Huh? I knew it. I fucking knew it. I knew <laughs> it. it. I, don't, I, I don't fucking owe knew it, dude. Burnett, but dude, everyone, like, I fucking knew it. It tasted like it too. Sometimes I'd be like, man, this tastes off, dude. I fucking knew it. Yeah, definitely microwaved. So if you like microwave food, definitely go to a lot of it. Yeah, most of it. Okay, like the soups, like they were like made fresh, you know. But like, Cause it's easy to make a soup, you know what I mean? It's yeah, soup. you just like, like put whatever, it in a dude. Yeah, whatever. But like, yeah, no, it's uh, it's microwaved. So, Fuck. well, now you know. Look at you, <laughs> you're leaking all the secrets, dog. Shit. <laughs> I know. Hopefully, Olive Garden doesn't so, sue me. So your uh, your manager told you that. It was it was selfish of you not to have kids. Yeah. In what way did she? She's like, you have an obligation to, or what? First of all, it was a man, so Jesus. that was well, that confusing too. as well. I'm like, what the fuck? But um, he just came from like a really religious background. Oh, like well, you know, I think it's kind of. I'm like, first of all, 23. I mean, I'm 27, and I'm pretty gun ho. Like, I don't see that in my future. Um, but like you know, I just. He was like, you know, it's kind of selfish for you not to procreate and have a family and this and that. And, like, I don't know if that was maybe, like, his religion. That's got to be, dude. There's no way outside of that. Like, But, like, that, wait, hang on. I guess my <laughs> other question would be, like, how did they even conversation? Did he just come up to you one day randomly? He was like, hey, by the way, I think you should have kids, bro. You know, I think, like, I know. Like, what was the subtext? Like, he just read randomly was just like, hey, man, <laughs> you look like you could put on some kids. Like, you, you should probably you should be a probably, mom. Yeah. I think, like, we were talking about, like, you know, someone having kids, and he was like, hey, like, you want to have kids? And I'm like, absolutely not. I don't think, like, I don't see that. And I think he was, like, really, like, taken back because he's like, well, you're so young. Like, you know, like, you don't mean that. And he was, like, one of those managers, though, that, like, this wasn't, like, the first, he would just, like, he would tell me, like, anxiety and depression isn't real. Like, this is, like, the type of guy I was dealing with. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, we always have these controversial arguments. I yeah. don't know why in the work of place. Because you, you would boring. corner me and be like, so, like, do you believe in God? I'm like, <laughs> why am I being I, Maybe he was bored. Maybe he was bored and was like, like I, I want to go fuck with this girl. I need right now, bro. You like, made them? I made Well, oh, I mean, sure. I don't like how I make them. But, like, you know, you slap the butter on, you throw them in the oven. And, like, Were those frozen, too? 
No, uh, right. No. Okay. But yeah, everything else is. I really hope Olive Garden doesn't sue me. Well, they can't sue you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you don't work there. Like, oh, yeah. But, um, that's weird. That guy's weird. He right? looks weird. Do you want to have any kids or how do you feel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not anytime soon. I have a lot of things I got to get done first. There's goals in mind that I have to hit before I can even think about being able to just kind of settle down and have that life but right yeah i gotta get there first i gotta be able to have i just don't want to have kids when i don't have the money for them yeah i don't have that's money for them right now like too. i can't i mean i take that back i could probably take care of a kid if i wanted to but like i don't a and b i also just i want to be able to live a life that i didn't have when i was a kid where i knew yeah, we yeah, weren't yeah. struggling you know what i mean right a lot of people got to live that life and that's good for them but i didn't so i don't want my family to have to be like, oh, we're struggling yeah. more than I yeah. thought we were. You no, know what I mean? I feel that too. So it's like, why wouldn't I just want to wait and stuff? I don't get the rush. I don't get the rush either. Maybe for, maybe for okay, I take that back. Maybe for women, because you guys do have a clock, right? Essentially. <laughs> Whether that's, you know, it is what it is. I'm not even saying that to be right, rude right. or anything. Um, men kind of don't. We can kind of just do whatever, right? Like, we yeah, could literally have kids at like 40, 35. Like, we could literally have, and it won't affect us like, like, you know, women, it's yeah. tough when a woman has a kid at 40, right? Right. Can she even, you know, is the question at that point. So it's like tough when I could be 35 and be like married to someone who's 28 and be like, all right, well, whenever you're ready, let me know. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I just don't know how my life's going to be in two years. I have no idea. I have a plan set for my two years, but like, I don't know if that's actually going to go through. Right. You know? But yeah, I eventually would want little me's running around at some point. But I don't think about it too much where I'm like, I need to have kids by this Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I know. Like, I feel that, I don't know, not that, you know, a lot of my friends have kids and, um, you know, newborns. I'm so happy for them. And I think, like, to your point, it's like, for me too, it's like growing up the youngest of having three older siblings, um, not being rich or, like, you know, we, like, grew up poor. And it's like, kind of like what you said, it's like, I'm, like, struggling, like, not financially but like but to like, do stuff on your own too it's like yeah so yeah i don't know like, i don't think you can see yourself supporting yourself and another person i can't like honestly pregnancy really scares me i'm not because <laughs> you don't think you're gonna get your body back or what <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like first of all just like carrying like someone inside me it just sounds so intense and then like birth like Dude, my mom sends me videos of like people giving birth, and she's like, "This is why." Why, you why would she do that to you? She, Jesus! I know. She's like, "I'm not kidding." She'll be like, "This is why you shouldn't have kids." I'm oh, like, she's telling you I'm not like, to. That's girl, interesting. Like, why are you sending me this? Why does she want you to have? Why doesn't your mom want you to have kids? She wants me to have oh, kids, okay. but like, she knows that none of my other sisters want to have kids, so she's like banking for me. When I told her, I'm like. <laughs> Honestly, if like I have kids, maybe if I'm like thirty-five, I'm like I don't. I think know. it has to be a right situation. For yeah, people. I, just I don't like, think it's. I think people who say they don't want kids is true, but obviously things can change. I mean, I could say I want kids now, and then in two years be like, ah, oh, you know what? I take yeah, back what I said yeah, before. Totally. You know what I mean? I'm just scared, like for me, to pass on like any like mental illness like to my kid, and like have like a fucked up like childhood because like. I just don't want my kids to go through the shit that I did. And, like, you know, like you said, when you're a parent, you kind of want someone there to, like, have a better life. But I don't know. Well, I don't think – I think you got to look at that. And I understand that part, right, where you don't want to give them the bad things that you inherently grew up with. 
But also, you can't think of it like that, right? You can't have... Because, like, I think if you raise them differently, I'm sure you're not going to raise... And this is hypothetical, right? But if you raised your kids, you wouldn't, like, tell them not to tell you things or not to share things with you. So I think we look at the things that we grew up with that we don't want and we don't we just don't pass them on doesn't mean that they're gonna not be fucked up because i'm sure we're gonna pass those on those traits on whether we like it or not but we can at least reduce them to some extent being see the thing the good thing about the and i don't know about you that therapy has taught me is at least i'm in i'm aware of the things that are wrong with me if that makes any sense right as opposed to people that think that they think that they're okay right or maybe they are aren't right but it does i think professional help always helps people realize those things right um kind of notice the bad things yeah. and not that everything's bad about you know us in general or anyone but there are certain things that i would like to fix about myself that i don't like that i do that they just it just happens right there's no rhyme or reason to it there's no oh this is the offset of that because i did this i'm gonna do this now there's no there's nothing like that there's just some things that i do because i don't know i just do them there's no rhyme or reason to it right I'm trying to get a better understanding of why I do do those things, right. which is what therapy helps yeah, me. Yeah, right? that's awesome that you got therapy. Yeah. I feel like a lot of guys don't talk about, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because they so, don't. Need, oh, I try it's to like taboo. Oh, I tried to figure it out um, by myself for a while. Right. That's not going to do anything though. Like I'm not. I'm. I was never going to figure out certain things. It's just yeah. not. So like these people that have like ang- mad anger issues, right, and things like that. You're never going to. You're never going to go to the gym and figure that out. You're never going <laughs> to yeah. go to the gym and get like, oh, well, this is just going to release all that and I'll be right. fine, right? You need to figure out what's triggering that kind of stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. And I'm not, I mean, like I said, no one's perfect, but you're right. There's that thing where it's like, why do guys need to go to therapy, right? This or Guys don't talk about going to therapy because they don't need help or whatever they the reason. They definitely right? should like, be talking about that kind of stuff for sure. Well, I think that's why like I asked you about yeah. you know, certain things is I think people maybe have anxiety like you but they're not as open about it right where they're they don't talk about what medication they were on or just being placed on medication that's a scary thing man when someone tells you hey this is going to help you be a better person and you're like well am i that fucked up that i need to take something some yeah. pill to make me better you know yeah it's definitely um it's an interesting like thing to go through and it's honestly scary because exactly you're like why do I need to be put on medication? Like, you know, like not understanding the exact reasoning why. And I think like for me, like that's why I struggled is like, first of all, being misdiagnosed at like such a young age, like thinking like I'm bipolar and like, I don't know, it's just weird. And like, you know, you're supposed to like trust these doctors and like, if you get screwed over, you're, you're scared, like you don't know what to do. Um, and maybe like makes you not want to like, be comfortable like talking about that kind of thing but yeah i definitely think like everyone should get therapy because it's the best that needs it right that feels whoever like wants needs it. It, right? whoever wants it yeah if you don't want it you don't want you it but like it's okay. i agree with that if you feel like there's something telling you to go and you're just scared to do it i think you just got to do it at that point you know? yeah and like my therapist i mean i've been going with her for a while and so sometimes it's just nice to like talk to her about like even if it isn't like everything really heavy that i'm going through like certain milestones of like oh you know i'm anxious about like doing this and like i don't know it's interesting well there's no 
objectivity to it. I think that's the right word I'm using. Um, because when you talk to your friends, they obviously have your side on right. things, right? Unless, well, I take that back. Because actually, I have, with my group, I think we talk about stuff. And if we're in the wrong, your we're telling each like, other, like, bro, <laughs> that was pretty fucked up. I mean, we still got your back, but that was pretty fucked up. Like, know that that was fucked up. Yeah. But at the same time, when you're explaining to someone how no one, sometimes you don't want to hear oh well look at it from this side sometimes you're trying to tell your friends because you're just like dude just fucking have my back on this <laughs> one even if i'm wrong just like just be like yeah, yeah fuck that bitch or whoever right yeah sometimes it's not i don't say things to certain people and i've had that problem where like sometimes i'm talking to someone and i'm just venting and they're like oh look at this from this perspective i'm like that's not what i wanted i yeah. just just you listen just to me bad. and just tell me oh it's fucked up that's all you had to say that's right. all i want to hear right now right and certain things yeah like i know that there's another side to things the same time when i'm just like in that zone i just want to like let things go and that's why it's good to have a therapist who's just gonna listen right yeah sometimes you just need that they're like, not your friend they're just there for you right. so it's like they're not going to give you a different of opinion they're not going to have your back but they're also not going to tell you that this was wrong right i think my therapist has always told me like know that like you are wrong in certain things she's never said you're wrong though that's the funny thing she's never told me like oh you were in the wrong for that yeah. she like says it in a, a different, different way, way for sure <laughs> like oh well, look at it like this right yeah as opposed to just telling me oh you're wrong i know i was wrong i knew i was wrong at certain things so like i think that's what i've learned a lot too is accepting um taking responsibility for knowing when you messed up certain things i think a lot of people have that that's a little hard for them to do right to be able to say oh i was wrong there like or yeah. accepting the fact that the reasons that certain things happened the way they did was because of what you did right. and your actions that caused that that's really hard it's so hard to like take accountability and like knowing that you're in the wrong and yeah like it is hard and um i remember like talking to my therapist and I have lied to her because I didn't want to. <laughs> I know that's do not that's lie, so, in lie in therapy. Okay, this is like before. Okay, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like I did not want to just like. You didn't I want her know. to judge you, almost. Yeah, maybe? I wasn't want her to judge me, so I was like, "Fuck it!" Like it's so bad, and I this was something that, like I had to go through myself. It's like I have to just be honest with like everything I'm feeling, and I think that was like a really big struggle for me because I'm like, you know, I don't want to feel like anxious or whatever. Like I don't want to feel this way and kind of just like pushing it away almost like harmed me and so like just like being honest with myself and my therapist obviously um you know I would tell her like little lies and forget obviously like the lies and because I would like felt like she would judge me or whatever or like I didn't feel like taking accountability and so that was really um like an eye-opener you know what I mean and like you said taking accountability and responsibility it's definitely like not easy and sometimes like almost embarrassing not like owning up to your problems or like your mistakes but like for me it was embarrassing to be caught in a lie with my therapist with your therapist yeah i'm like damn <laughs> i really have problems if i'm lying i'm a fucking and you therapist. got caught dude. and i got caught oh my god she was like that's not what you told me yesterday last time i'm like so you know like that, damn you're right bitch you're right i didn't say it last time <laughs> and you know what i mean it's just like then it's just like why am i lying about this in the first place and it's like i think it's because we do that to make ourselves feel better about certain things right like i've told myself oh no dude you like you're fine you didn't do that or you didn't do that but i did why did i tell myself that because i want right. to feel better about not having to done those things to x 
person or ex you know people or whatever it makes me feel better knowing that like i didn't do those shitty things but i did i definitely did you know but i lied to myself because it makes me feel better at the moment but in long term it's never gonna make yeah it kind of fucks you over in the long run for sure because then you start thinking that that is okay yeah oh those things that i did i didn't do anything wrong i did everything okay like so you keep repeating this and that's the point that i'm trying to get is you repeat those same mistakes if you don't take accountability for the things you did in the past right if you keep lying at the way i did where i would just tell myself oh no it's okay because i was in this position and like this person was doing that so i I, it exits itself out but that's not how it works you know and you keep repeating that and you'll see those things repeating themselves every single time right right? it's tough man it's i think it's one of the hardest things you can do in life is take accountability for yourself yeah no i honestly agree 100 percent. all right so we got to get out of here but before we go people can follow you on instagram um shout out any social media and then last words i guess what would you say to people that want to get into you know production want to get into the film industry how do they get into it like just your final words kind of thing okay um yeah if you're pursuing production my biggest piece of advice is just do it i know that definitely sounds harder than it is but if you're interested there's definitely a lot of opportunities like on um, linkedin or you know applying to different jobs or if you see anyone like definitely put your foot um like your name out there like however you can put your foot in the door um, even if it's like in a position that like is not the best, like you have to start somewhere, and that's um, honestly been like life changing for me. It's just like changing my job into this, and I started somewhere, and so yeah, that's my. Uh, I don't know if that's a good final words or not, but good. there good. you go. No, it's shit. No, <laughs> but where can people find you on social media? Oh, social media. Um, I guess I have, I have Instagram and Twitter. Uh, a Shawnland. That's it, yeah. At, oh wait, that's it, right? Yeah, at H- I know. Got I really it. wish okay. I had like a creative. I like, don't. That I shit's cannot, annoying, dude. That I can't be creative so at all. Like nothing in my bio, like just my first letter of my name and my last name. Like, it doesn't I have can't. to be intricate, you know. It's hard. It can, be, it can be basic. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram if you want to see my fun and boring posts at the same time. Now, when you get big and when you start directing big movies, don't forget about us. I'll try people. not to. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> also, don't force people to have dinner with you either. Just enough for Oh, yeah. Definitely <laughs> not going to be forcing any dinners. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. It was, it was a pleasure, seriously, because I got to know a lot about you, right? You. I didn't. There's things I didn't know about yeah. you at all, you know? So it's like a good refresher course. Tell your sister I said hi to. I, I haven't seen her in like fucking years, dude. Probably <laughs> since like eighth grade or high school. Wow, that's a long time. I'll Dude, I have say... not seen her in forever. But I'm glad she's doing good, though. Sounds like she's Thank like you. she got sober, so that's really good, too. Yeah. So, all right, guys, hope you guys enjoy this one. As always, much love, and we'll catch you on the next one.